0: Uh, my name is Yvonne Irvin, and we're at Creekside Estate Winery, where we make Rude Apple Cider. Um, yeah, we're having a lunch on the deck and tasting some uh, some of our core ciders, but also some that I'm experimenting with right now.
1: And where is Creekside located exactly?
0: Uh, we're in Jordan Station, uh, really small town, just outside of St. Catharines.
1: And you have Root Apples, which is your uh, is your cider portfolio, along with all the wine that that comes with the rest of the group here. Tell us a little bit about the original that you have, and then maybe we'll get into some of the fun ones that we have in front of us.
0: Sure, so uh, we started getting into cider about three years ago, and so I got to start experimenting with that. Um, I'm kind of coming from a a winemaking background, so I did do some training at Brock University just to get a little bit more skill about cider specifically because there's some similarities but um, also a fair amount of difference so um, I think coming at it from that point of view it's you know maybe making a little bit of a different cider and here at Creekside we always like to do things a little bit differently so uh, we kind of started by just tasting what's on the market right now particularly like what's in the LCBO um, to get an idea of you know, what the trends are, what people are drinking, what consumers seem to like, um, and then versus what we want to do and what we want to make. So I guess um, part of it was a lot, we found a lot of the sliders on the market were a little bit sweet for our taste or maybe specifically mine so (laughs) I wanted to make a cider that had uh, some sweetness to it because we felt like that was a little bit more approachable to the average consumer but um, was sort of toned down a notch Uh, I really like the acidity and sort of the structure that you can get in a cider so I try and make a cider that is kind of balanced in all of those ways Um, yeah
1: and you produce right here out of out of the estate correct?
0: Yes, we do everything here uh, for the fermenting. Uh, We aren't set up to uh, bottle, so there are certain parts like that that get done at uh, other establishments.
1: You have a a whole network here and the the property itself, do you uh, you source the apples or do you source uh, some of the other elements that might be going into it?
0: So we get apples um, and it gets juiced for us from the uh, Logan family out in Elmira. And they have worked with us since the beginning and have helped us create a blend of apples that we want. Um, And, you know, he was also able to teach us a little bit uh, going into it about what apples are going to give what qualities. And I started to learn a little bit about that with my own research and um, training and he's just done so well you know we have gotten multiple batches from him and all of our juice is sourced from him and uh, we just really love working with them
1: tell me a little bit about the flagship and and what you started with there and wh- where we're going to down the road with some of the other stuff we're trying today
0: so we, we started with um, our core side, our root apples, and um, that was meant to be a little bit more mainstream. It was, from the beginning, going to be an LCBO product. Um, and now, I mean, I went on mat leave for a year, so I'm, uh, I've been back for a few months now and trying to get back into it. And I have the opportunity now to start making some side projects with it. Uh, And this is kind of the time of year for me to do that because come September, we're filled up with grape juice. So um, I am starting to make a couple different ciders. So what I have for you today is um, a strawberry raspberry basil one that I did. Um, Made to be a little bit more of a premium cider and definitely on the drier, more acidic side. And then I've also am working on a cherry cider using cherry juice from Cherry Lane and Vineland. Um, And that one is going to be a little bit sweeter, more fun, crushable kind of product that um, we're hoping that maybe we could get something like that into the LCBO at some point.
1: And you'll you have them obviously available here at the the tasting house at some point, you're hoping or
0: some point. Yeah, I'm really close to finishing these and getting them into bottle. It's like top priority for me in the next couple of weeks. So we're hoping uh, definitely into August we want to have these on the shelf. Cause I think these are you know perfect for summer and uh you know the cherry one too going into fall will be just awesome so
1: what are some of the challenges that you've come across or, or that you're still facing uh within the industry now that uh make it maybe not as easy of a ride as you would hope
0: I would really like to work with some true cider apples and that's just not really available right now so um But it's fun getting to experiment with what we can. And I I really feel confident about the products that we've made with these. But I just think being able to work with that sort of tannic, bitter style of Apple would be really cool. Um, I think getting your product out there and, you know, we work under the system of working with the LCBO, LCBO a lot. And that's sort of what gets most ciders out to consumers. But trying to make people aware of, other fun stuff you're doing like this that you know may not be seen on an LCBO shelf but there's lots of cool things happening um, at cideries all over the place so just getting a little bit of exposure out there and making the public see what we're doing I think it's also important to um, make them realize that we are using true apple juice we're not using concentrate and everything it's really important for us that every one of our ingredients is from Ontario
1: it's uh, an interesting industry because we see the same side of things. We're not producers, we're trying a little bit of uh, homebrew stuff here and there. But I think we see a lot of the similar challenges where um, there is an upward trend. Obviously, the number of cideries has doubled in the last two, three years. Um, we're up to about 90 or so on a map that we made, cidersofontario.ca, a little plug in there and we put all of the different ciders there so you can go uh, see and what's available and where and so on. And I think a lot of it, like you were saying, goes back to about consumer awareness and that learning process. Um, do you see cider continuing to grow? Do you see maybe a ceiling that we're going to end up hitting with? Or do you have any ideas even?
0: I think that like we're definitely in an upswing right now and it's suddenly become this really popular beverage And I think that there's still room for growth. Um, It's kind of its own product, you know, it's not wine, it's not beer. And I think it's a beverage that's fun and accessible to everybody i think you know some people tend to think of certain drinks as being for a man or for a woman and i mean i don't agree with any of that anyway but i think cider just in general the way it is naturally um it just comes across as as a good beverage for everyone so i think there's lots of room for growth i think there's lots of room um you know to elaborate on styles of cider that we're doing and, you know, get a little bit more experimental and just continue to make this industry more and more premium.
1: And uh, sort of mentioned, we are trying our own little home brew sort of stuff. We got some apples from a, a cider maker who gave us some juice. Uh, what would you suggest are some of the things we need to be paying attention to uh, in order to, to not have it get tossed out?
0: Yeah. Uh, With cider, like, I mean, with making any sort of beverage, cleanliness is so important, but you know, cider is a little bit lower alcohol than some other things. So you really have to make sure that all of your equipment is clean right from the beginning. Um, I personally like to ferment at a fairly cool temperature because I really feel like that traps in some of those really nice aromatics and makes it a little bit more complex. Um, And then, you know, I generally try and keep it chilled throughout the process afterwards, too, just to keep it fresh. Uh, Cider is basically made up entirely of malic acid, which if you don't sort of protect that or preserve that, somehow can easily turn into lactic acid. And then you're left with a nice buttery cider with no acidity or no perceived um, acidity. So um, I always try and manage it so that I keep all of that malic acid in there to keep it nice and crisp.
1: Excellent. And if uh, people want to get some more information about what you're doing and and where a product is, where can people go?
0: Um, If you go to uh, creeksidewine.com and... Is there a Root Apples? Yes, we have a Root Apples landing page right now. Uh, We're actually in the process of blowing up our website. So within the next two months, you'll see a new website from Creekside go live. And because cider has made such a firm hold here, we'll have a little bit of like a, dare I say, a microsite inside of that. So just keep watching because there's a big story behind where Root came from, like Evie alluded to and where it's going. So it deserves a little bit more love. on social media, we're everywhere. You can't keep us, like, can't keep us down. So if we can bring cider out and share it with someone, you'll find us and follow us on those platforms as well. Yeah, Instagram and, and Facebook, we're there.
1: Well, thank you very much for the time here, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting a chance to sample some of the new ones. So,
0: Thank you.